I'm Laura Ortiz, and I've decided that I'm one of the new hosts of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. I'm also known as Benedict Cumberpatch. Sci-Fi Saturday Night. We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. It is now time for us to put Earth under our rule. It is make a duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that we will give you witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to bring your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Bye by Saturday night. Hello, everybody, and welcome to TalkCast 259, the first show for 2015, a clean slate, a tabula rasa, washing the blackboard, out with the old and in with uh, more of the same. As usual, good planning prevails, so tonight we have no guest. This week's edition of Sci-Fi Saturday Night is brought to you by us. I am the Dome Chief Pontificator, joining the TalkCast tonight. Some old, some news, weird, some blue. In the Revere Time Vortex, our technical omnivore, sleepless in Seattle, actually sleepless in Revere. <laughs> she does everything behind the scenes as proof you'll hear her muttering throughout the show. It's her own girl genius, Kriana. Uh... That's actually the most eloquent you've been in days. <laughs> <laughs> Zombrarian cannot be with us tonight. She's in the other room asleep, in pain. We wish her well. We wish her a speedy recovery. She's doing marvelously well. We miss you. From a galaxy not as far away as you might think, the woman in chain mail who ponders life, the universe, and anything else, and is currently developing personal holographic simulation of Agent Carter, red lipstick and all, please welcome our own Sir Sarah Lady Knight. I was just going to ask, are we talking about Agent Carter yet? Not yet. Soon. Soon. Okay. All right. Let, let me know because I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. I had a thought that you might be. <laughs> what? Because we're, no. short, because we're short a person and we're short a guest. So we dragged somebody out from behind the scenes for tonight. Our own booking monkey, Cam, joins us. Cam, how are you? First off, I want to know, can I be weird and blue? I mean, we have no old and new. Sure. Not a problem. Okay. With that. Thank you. Then I'm doing good. <laughs> all right. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, it's a new year. We're doing all kinds of new stuff. Our guests tonight aren't here. Uh, and, 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 Cam, that's somebody's fault. We'll blame you. That's, that works. Booking, that's the booking monkey's responsibility. Absolutely. So, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff we can talk about because we basically haven't done a show in uh, close to a month. So one of the things we probably want to start to talk about is, and we'll get to Agent Carter, I promise. Uh, You're welcome. What was the best holiday gift you got this year? Somebody? Any? Kriana, this was your idea. My my tea, Earl Grey Hot Breville Tea Maker. Is it only for Earl Grey Tea, or can you use anything with it? Dude, what kind of question is that? I'm just asking. I'm just saying. Is there any other kind of tea? 
I don't think so. Oh, yes. There are gazillions <laughs> other kinds of tea. I'm joking. My, I have an, an, an entire cabinet full of tea. Jeez, Kriana, that sounds like someone I know. <laughs> I know. So I'm glad I'm in good company. I wonder why we get along so well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Inveterate tea drinkers. <laughs> I know we're not watching segments of Bob Burger, Bob's Burgers in the background. That's actually Kriana. Uh, <laughs> so, Sir Sarah, what was your coolest gift yeah. over the, the holidays? Um, so the um, we did a, a Secret Santa with the like volunteers from Nerd HQ. We have like a, a little group, and we did a Secret Santa, and mine got me um, Star Trek shot glasses, and they're blue, and they have little like. It, little drawings of like the enterprise and all sorts of cute stuff on them. So they're really adorable and I'm really excited to use them for, um, alcohol, lots of alcohol. Cool. Kim. Well, I got my something. Oh, oh yes. Oh yes. I got myself a new William Shakespeare book. Uh, William Shakespeare's the Jedi doth return. Oh, nice. Yes, it is, it is very, very good. Cool. <laughs> and I got myself a four terabyte hard drive and a Joey Mermone bobblehead, and that, that was about it for me. So in the month that we have been off gallivanting around the universe, a number of things have occurred. Uh, Sarah wants to talk about this obscure little TV show. I don't know. Should we let yeah, her do like it? I mean, okay, go ahead. I, I vote yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling you might. So, Agent Carter yes. is now two episodes in. And if um, I could just put in my two three? cents, I'm sorry, that's, three. That's all right. If I could three. just put my two cents in, the two hour uh, uh, episode uh, one was phenomenal. And it set the stage so nicely for. Uh, what's been happening since it, it was just a beautiful setup. I love the cinematography. I love the acting. I love the characters. I love the interface between Marvel television and Marvel cinema and how they kind of melded together for this show. It was just terrific. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm, you may have noticed that I've been kind of, obsessed with Haley Atwell and with the, the process of um, kind of the, the behind the scenes and the sneak peeks that we've been getting in the months right. leading up to Agent Carter. And now that it's here, I'm ecstatic. Like this is a show that I'm kind of putting pretty much all of my critical thinking on the back burner because the show isn't perfect. There are some issues. Everyone's white. Um, but it's a show that I want to be and am kind of unashamedly enthralled with. It's it, it gives you every ability to do that. It does. And it's a show that gives me hope. It's a really good, like, a lot of people are talking about how this is like the be-all, end-all, like, oh, feminism, we won. No, we didn't. But this show gives me hope for the future of feminism in TV. Um, the show is... It doesn't try to make Peggy be kind of the masculine, 
ideal of like the strong female character. It allows her to use her femininity in a way that allows her to get the job done, but still not be like, I'm tough, you know, I got this. Um, it no, kind of but you know what her... she does do? I'm sorry. Yeah. What she does no, do okay. is, is, I'm intelligent. Yeah. And her intelligence is what makes her character so wonderful. Oh, it definitely does. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's smart. She knows how to play the rum. Um, and that's a really just amazing thing. And she's just so spectacular in her friendships. Um, and another thing that I, I love that this show does is that she um, has a lot of different friendships and a lot of actually female friendships. Um, and that's something that we also don't see a lot of in, in TV shows is, is female friendships. There's a lot of like catty, women being catty to each other. And that's actually luckily going away in the past few years. There's more, uh, there actually are, are more kind of female friendships shown on TV. But this, I feel like, does a really nice job with that. Um, and it just makes me really happy. And I totally ship it. It's fine. Um, her and Angie, I don't know. Things are fine. But um, such a great uh, a matchup there, <laughs> right? They're adorable. Like the they song. Really did are. you see the? Did you see um, the episode on on Tuesday night? Are yes. you are you caught up? The the I'm... song that they played when Peggy <laughs> walked into the diner. I was like, "Am I? Is this this is this is a love song? This is actually a love song." So you mm -hmm. know, things are fine. I will go down with this ship. Um, but no, I'm just, I'm just so thrilled. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm just so thrilled with Agent Carter. It's everything that I hoped it would be and more. And it, it's a really good, like, stepping stone on the path to hopefully Marvel giving us more, more women in all sorts of roles, in lead roles, in side roles, in villain roles, in everything. I just want more women and more different kinds of women um and that's the show is giving us a, a few i mean they're it's she peggy is in a very male dominated world so a lot of the characters are men but the women in this world that we've seen are all very different and very unique from each other and still have ways to relate to each other and to learn from each other and hopefully this will help open the door to more of that i hear that their periods are all synced up yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You're just being like, they're so different. I'm like, here's how they relate to each other. They bleed on the same day. Thank you. There's some you. relating Amazing. for you. I love it. I love it. Maybe. I mean, maybe we'll get a little bit of that in an episode. We never know. That would be funny, though, because I, I feel like yeah. they'd all just be like sitting at home, the hot water be bottle being like, fuck this. Yeah, well, I mean, no, Peggy I right mean, now is living in a, in a hotel for women, so she's surrounded by women. So who knows? But, I mean, the, the beauty of it was in the first episode, that's how she gets out to go uh, do some yeah. uh, sleuthing, where she says, yeah. I need some time off, uh, lady issues. And the, whole, the yeah. guy just looks at her. And everyone's like, okay, oh, okay, like, oh, okay, 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 I don't want to know. know. It was so, so you know, you know, it's funny because it when it's amazing. coming out of a vagina, it's disgusting. But when you're covered in it from a battle, it's manly. Right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's because I mean, women. <laughs> women are gross. I think honest. so. Like, uh, yeah, disgusting. Yeah, 
totally. Yeah. The Un- unclean, the even. I've heard. That's yeah. just what I've heard. Yeah, I flesh. mean, I don't know where you would have heard that. I don't know. Just around, you know. Yeah, the best everywhere. Part of the show for me is the setting. Right I, I now. think that, I think like some people have to have their like underwear checked out by a priest and We're or a rabbi. A lot at this point. You know, you know the pervy like the, the pervy rabbis the get to sniff your undies. That's enough. <laughs> oh, that was and gross, even for me. <laughs> You know, with the setting in the 40s, not have to be noirish and still have that kind of... Wait, can we talk about those, the phrase pervy rabbis for a minute? No, I don't think so. Because <laughs> that was kind of beautiful. No, kind of as the whole rest of that tribe was. I, I think that was beautiful. Well, I feel like putting in the post pervy rabbis are under agent Carter. Which is why you won't be writing tonight's post. Oh, I already <laughs> am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'm putting pervy rabbis in there. I'm sure you are. <laughs> okay, so what no, no link though, unfortunately. Jesus. I wonder what happens if you Google that. Please don't, don't. I don't, you know what? You can go ahead, but I don't want to know. <laughs> oh, you're going to be told as soon as this page loads. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh dear this is not good go, kosher go prison it. meals I think oh, I'm no. gonna go yes. for that this has devolved so quickly oh no <laughs> oh this is scary Washington DC rabbi secretly filmed women bathing gross mm-hmm. thank you so much for sharing minutes. that kids plead oh, for grabby rabbi Grabby rabbi, nice. Guys, I think, I think we lost Kriana to yeah. to, to weird per- Google searches. Rabbi. I, I don't. I think I think we need to stage an intervention. <laughs> I think I think it's too late for that. We simply need to let her go on her little Google search down the rabbit hole. Is yeah, that code? Exactly. <laughs> Totally not good. Yikes. Hey, can we talk about uh, CBS's trying to uh, do a Supergirl show? I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, go ahead, because this one's bothering me. Yeah, well, I mean, why don't you... I mean, I'll, I'll give a little bit of, of background. Basically, that uh, they've released... That, um, it's going to be a crime procedural cross with a, quote, female empowerment story. Discuss... Uh, stupid idea. Can we start with that? Yeah. Yeah. And then move to uh, CSI Super CSI Krypton, which is sounds yeah. like that's exactly what we're doing here. Which is even dumber. Um, yeah. why we're turning uh, who the Supergirl prequel series? Go ahead. DC has run out of ways to make their shows interesting. So they're trying the one that makes that that most people watch, even though it the genre doesn't fit what they're like shoehorning it into. They're like, oh, a lot of people watch the procedurals. Maybe people will watch this if it's a procedural. And with superpowers. And yeah. what a dumb idea. You know, by the same token, yeah. the CW... Um, my... mm-hmm. Go ahead. 
No, no go no, ahead. Go ahead. Okay. CW um, I was just going to say that. Doing rip- nope. <laughs> <laughs> we both did the same thing. All right. I'm done. You go. Uh, no, I'm done. <laughs> go ahead. I, I'm, I'm molding back now. <laughs> All right. Fine. Um, I was just going to say that uh, one of my friends is actually trying to get on the writing team for this. Um, and she's on Pretty Little Liars right now. Um, and I'm kind of hoping that she'll get on the show because she, like, I don't really care about Superman or Supergirl or that whole universe, but she really does. And I think if she's on the writing team, she'll at least have a say in trying to make it at least not suck. Like, she really cares about the character, so I really want her on the show. So if it's gonna suck, at least it'll be true to the character sucky. And the major networks have never done a particularly good job with any kind of superhero or, or uh, superpowers since Bewitched. Uh, <laughs> CW, on the other hand, took Arrow, flipped Flash into it, and now they're going to actually flip the Atom, uh, which was is going to be the second spinoff from Arrow, uh, which is the Brandon Ruth character that, that's currently in Arrow right now. So, you know, they're doing some fairly good stuff there. You see a pervy Adam? <laughs> it's another, I feel another Google search going on. Oh, hey, that's a good idea. Pervy no, no, don't give ideas like that. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Uh, it keeps I'm distracted. just going to keep suggesting. You know, you know what? That one, picture. honestly disappointing. <laughs> so sorry you're like this is so hard it is, you... it is super hard thank you for recognizing that <laughs> <laughs> so you know this year we, we're going to have two miniature characters fighting it out Ant-Man in the Marvel Universe on uh, you know what I on... feel like this could be solved with a well-placed combat boot it probably I feel could like this be, could be uh, solved by replacing the Ant-Man movie with a Black Widow movie. Yeah, like, who gives a fuck about these characters? They get small. Whoop-de-fucking-doo. <laughs> well, you can pretty much say that about most of the characters that have one-dimensional uh, powers. And I pretty much do. Yeah, you pretty much do. You're absolutely right. <laughs> but, I mean, to people who are into the universe and the characters of the universe, both Marvel and DC... It's cool when it's done right. It's dumb when it's done right. Badly. And, and how often are these one-dimensional characters done right? Marvel well, does it a hell of a lot better than DC does. Well, yeah, but I don't know that there's a but there. It, they do it better, but still not good. Hashtag Hulk. Well, hashtag Hulk twice, but uh, the third time when Hulk shows up as part of the Avengers. It's actually a good character. Right, exactly. So so now we see in Mark which... Mark Ruffalo is a treasure. Mark Ruffalo is a t- treasure. I don't think anyone is going to ever dispute that. And if they do, Probably. I will They're find wrong. you. I will find you. You're going you. to have to Google search them if they do. <laughs> pervy Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo science yes. pros. Pervy science oh, pros. Uh, no. Mark Ruffalo is, in fact, a national treasure. More so than the actual national treasure movies. (laughs) Oh, well, yeah. As enjoyable as they are. Yes. 
That pretty much goes without saying. <clears throat> anyway. I forgot where we were. Yeah, Ant-Man is stupid. The Atom is stupid. The Flash, if not for its secondary characters, would be extremely stupid. Like, think about the Flash for a minute. I'm not saying I don't enjoy the Flash. I absolutely do. But Barry fucking sucks. I what, the character? Really the yes! He yeah, sucks! The character is kind of dumb. He is okay. dumb and he's two-dimensional. His mom died, so yay, fridging! Um, again! Surprise! Sigh. It's a staple, what can you say? You can say, is this is sexist and awesome. horrible and it needs to stop. Well, well it then. may be sexist and horrible, but it's also was a staple in comic books. It doesn't of... matter! How many other fucking things do they change? Change that! It's sexist and stupid! Yeah, just because it's been, like, a huge part of comics in the past doesn't mean that it's okay today, or even, I mean, was okay then, but now, like, people know better and should, and you know, should do that instead of, should not do that instead of being lazy about writing. I mean, how many movies, how many movies were, writing. like, overtly racist back in the day when they were made and now are made less racist? A lot of movies. Slightly. So let's Look, make things less fucking sexist. No, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You take the end of E.T. in the original movie where Spielberg had the cops with That's the rifles. That's a completely in, different issue. It's exactly the no, same thing. No, it's not. No, it's not because it's not oppressing. Let, no, stop. You, no, you are point. wrong because you don't Photoshop. Even know what the no, because you're wrong. Because you you're so wrong. Photoshopping rifles is. is not systematically oppressing a class of people. The presence or non-presence of those rifles does not oppress or not a class of people or show them that they are worthless. What Fridging does is says to a whole generation of girls is great. When you die, you'll motivate your son to be a superhero. Awesome. That's what you should look forward to. See ya. Yep, you don't get to be a superhero, though. No. I mean, maybe, no. but, like, in the side, and then you probably are, like, just used for, you know, sexual... You'll get raped, and then we'll forget about you, probably. Yep. My point was something very different. My point my is, po fridging is stupid and sexist, and they should not do it. My very different, and that is when you have an established origin, you don't necessarily need to highlight it, but when you change that aspect of a character they do it all people, the time I, they, they do, it, do it all the time people bitch about it yeah so so why not instead of changing the stupid trivial shit whether they change why not actually change the shit that matters because they'll change the shit and they'll take the bitching for everything else that they want to do for profit but god forbid they make things less sexist and that's the excuse, is people will bitch. You know what? People bitch about everything. People will bitch no matter what you do. Do the fucking right thing. Not saying you don't do the right thing. Well, that's kind, that's saying, kind of what no, you're saying. No, that's not exactly what I'm saying. That is specifically not what I'm saying. You're, what sort, I of, you're sort of giving them an out to justify not fixing things. Is, what I am saying is that at some point, 
you maintain the integrity of that character. They're, these characters literally have no integrity. They have died. They have been brought back to life. They have been given and taken away powers. Their origin stories have changed. Their love lives have changed. They've been rebooted six plus times. Do it one more fucking time. These characters have no integrity. I disagree. Really? Look up the Flash! Look up the Flash! He was in love with Iris, and then they changed Iris completely the second time around. Amen. I agree with that one, yeah. So so there's no good reason, other than, well, it's always been that way, to not take out the things that are fucking sexist. There's no good reason. And it's lazy writing. It's really just like lazy storytelling. Is like if you can't get the character to where you need them to be in order to achieve your story, then the problem is with you and not with the character. Exactly. Well, the problem is always lazy writing. That's been the hallmark of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's not an excuse. No, it's not an excuse. It's just the reason. There's no good excuse for lazy writing. That's the point. But it is an excuse, and it's it's an excuse that they've been getting away with for the past how many years now? Uh, 70, 80, 90, whatever. And I'm here to tell you, it's not okay. Another pearl of wisdom from the girl who's Googling. What is it you're Googling right now? Pervy speedster. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good. Now that we've established that. (laughs) Hey, speaking of racism, Krana, do you want to talk about the Ghost in the Shell casting? Yes, actually, because that pissed me off. Yeah, it pissed everybody off. For different reasons. Yeah, for a lot of reasons. All of these. So there's been a lot of, I guess, controversy. And if you so so first of all, the movie that we're talking about is Ghost in the Shell, which is a very 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 well known anime. It's older, and the casting in question is Scarlett Johansson as the main character, and the the air quote controversy is this: Ghost in the Shell is Japanese. Scarlett Johansson is fucking white. Everybody one would this. one would think that everyone would get oh maybe they should have cast a Japanese person but being Americans oh, everything no. is about us so I mean obviously we're so, so amazing <clears throat> well it's a thing called privileged <laughs> and if you've never heard it before if that if that word makes your blood pressure rise fuck you. <sighs> that felt good. I, I, um, feel, I feel a a soapbox being stood upon right no, now. No, no, there's a backpack of privilege being unpacked. That's what needs to happen here. Because <laughs> what happened is Scarlett Johansson got got cast or theoretically cast, because it's not even greenlit yet, and everyone went, That's stupid. You should cast Japanese people. There's not hardly any Asian representation in Hollywood. This is a Japanese... There's a ton of great Asian actresses who could no, do that No, yes, there's an absolutely a ton of Asian... But, like, think of, think about it, though. Like, 
the actress who plays May, and her name is escaping me right now, she has shown Ming up. Ming Nguyen. She is, first of all, a fantastic, amazing actress. I love her. She is. She has little yeah. bits and pieces. She's in everything. Whenever you see an Asian woman on a TV show, it's one of like five or six different actresses. That's pathetic. Yeah. Pathetic. Not that I don't love her. She's beautiful and talented. Seriously beautiful and talented. Unlike that Asian actress on Grey's Anatomy, her face is weird. <laughs> I, re- I don't like her, but the other one is... I, I like I like the other one. Um, Ming-Na? She's, yeah, she's so great. And she yeah. she's not just great because she's attractive and talented and amazing. She's played an entire range of very different characters, including on SGU a lesbian. Amazing. Amazing. And she's a huge nerd. Yeah, first of all, whoever whoever cancelled SGU, I need to kick him in the nuts, because it was a dude. I need to kick him in the nuts, because that show was amazing. Amazing. Super amazing. Anyway, so... Was it good? It oh, was super sorry. good. Okay. So Americans have decided that casting Scarlett Johansson is not whitewashing because even though it's an Asian story or or it's written by um, a Japanese person, the characters are all white. And I don't understand what that means. That's the stupidest response ever. Well, it, it means that they have never, for two seconds, thought about the cultural context of what they're watching. Because they think no, that because the, <clears throat> the characters are not drawn with what they would perceive as Asian features, because they have big eyes, they're not Japanese, they're Western. Now, anyone who's actually <laughs> watched anime... And and seen and seen a Western character pop up, it's really obvious when a white person pops up on an anime. They look different, mm-hmm. and they don't have big eyes generally. They're just super round. They're like actual circles. Am I right? It's a, it's a, it's a Am I right, Sir Sarah? Yes. So it's so the the thing is is that all of these privileged white people have been assuming all along, apparently, even though these stories take place in Japan a lot, or in the future, or whatever, that these characters are American, or whatever. I mean, Brianna, don't you know that the default around the world is white and male? Mm -hmm. Did you know that? That, That's that's the default. That's, That's the norm. And everything else, you have to put a little hair bow, otherwise you don't know it's a girl, or pigtails. Otherwise, you don't know it's a girl. Exactly. Otherwise, you cannot you know. Oh, like, unless they're dressed in completely I, pink, you know? Yeah. You might no, know. Yeah. I mean, if, if you've got, like, a, like a couple and they're, like, skeletons, you, you got to put boobs on one of them. Because otherwise, like, they're skeletons. How else are you going to know that they're not, like, a gay couple? <gasps> terrifying. They're trying to convert your children. They are. They are. They're so terrible. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> So here's hoping that if it does get greenlit, um, whatever company that's producing this has more sense than to actually do what it is they're thinking. Well, they need to kick in the nuts, and they need to find a nice Asian actress. Not saying that every single 
person has to be Japanese. Like, just just find some Asian actors, guys. Find find them because there's tons of them, and they're wonderful. There are tons of them, and they're terrific actors and actresses. No question about it. You know, <laughs> in 1980, there were a lot of genre award shows: the Oscars, the Emmys, the the whatevers. And in, in 1980, a guy by the name of John Wilson said, you know, nobody ever awards the garbage. Everybody goes, oh, this is the best thing, this is the best thing. Nobody ever goes, this is the worst thing. And he invented a, a, an award called the Golden Raspberry. And every year since 1980, they have awarded the Razzie Awards and uh, this week, the nominations for the 2014 35th Annual Razzie Awards were nominated. And I've got to tell you, uh, genre movies and actors were liberally involved in this year's Razzies. Under Worst Picture, uh, four of the five are... Uh, there's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I think we all well, agree well deserved, right well deserved. Transformers Four: Age of Extinction, totally well deserved. Uh, Nicholas Cage in Left Behind, which was so funny it was ridiculous, and The Legend of Hercules. So four of the five were were genre pictures. The fifth one, Kirk Cameron's. Saving Christmas. <laughs> All right, so I was just looking at the the list here of things to talk about, and I saw that Sir yeah, Sarah yeah. has torch. There are Torchwood radio plays in production. And I have a favorite ask yeah, you, Sarah. Yeah. Will you listen to them for me beforehand? Because I really cannot take another one like that last one. Oh, I haven't seen anything past. Children of Earth. Oh. I don't know if I'll need see, to listen. See, I... Sarah, Sarah, that Children yes. of Earth is bad. You may, yes, have, you may know that already. Stop. Miracle Day yes. is a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's what I heard. Miracle and that Day is why was I... not their finest hour at all. Like, like Children yeah. of Earth is so... Have you finished it? Yeah. They fucking killed like... my Yonto! Right? Like, pretty much when Yanto was gone, I was like, well, that's it. I'm done. So like, every every show. worthwhile cast member, except for Jack, has died. Right? Like, really? You want me to watch a show with Jack and Gwen? Yes, the gap-toothed Welsh, Welsh like, bitch herself. Who's like, oh, I guess I'll marry Reese because no one else will have me. Yeah, sure, like, that's a great excuse to marry someone. Congratulations, you're the worst. She is the worst. She's like the whiniest, the stupidest person ever. Terrible. Yes. I'm like, oh my god. Like, I, I tried. I tried to be like, all right, maybe she's no. She's awful. She's the worst. Actually, the it, worst. It's person. like one of those shows where the show starts, and like you know how sometimes like a show will start and it'll be like a character that doesn't really matter or is only relevant in the one episode, and like main characters introduced in a, in a moment. I was so fervently mm-hmm. hoping that she was not yeah. going to be the main character. Do you know what the worst moment in her entire in her entire series with that? 
The worst moment for me was when she kept brainwashing her husband to erase oh my memories God. from. Right? That, I, that, that is one is, facet of why she's the worst. Oh, <laughs> no, that was, she was just character, horrible, needs to die right there. Yeah. It's just the worst. Yeah. No, okay, was... okay. Now I'm Googling Gwen Cooper, the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Your Google searches are just really on point tonight. Um, <laughs> yeah. so I might. So the thing, Karan, with listening to them before you do is that, A, I can't even really listen to podcasts because I get really distracted, and I'm like, oh, multitasking, and then I've lost, like, 20 minutes of the podcast. Oh, my God, you're just like me. I can't either. (laughs) This is why I can't do audiobooks. I cannot do audiobooks is because I'll I'll start listening to them, and then I'll start reading, and this this is actually a scientifically proven fact. Some people, when they start concentrating on something, literally become deaf. Like, they, huh. will, they will literally not hear things. And I am one of those people. I, it's actually very strong. If I'm reading something, I'm so focused that I will literally not hear anything. Unless it's, like, dramatic, like a glass smashing. That I'll probably hear. I just get too involved in Tumblr. <laughs> that, that's another thing that you could focus on and therefore become yep. deaf. Yep, exactly. But like, yeah, so I can't, I just can't do it. So I, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to listen to them, but I thought it would be cool to like talk about that because, you know, but I don't, I don't know if there'll be like spoilers for Miracle Day. So how are they, what are they going to be exactly? Well, it says they're going to be, yeah, so it says it's going to be three or four radio plays. Um, Maybe we could just read them. Of established yeah. episodes? Or, oh, or oh man, guys, guys, guys. Yeah. We should have a dramatic yeah. reading. Oh my god, yeah. We should have a dramatic reading, I Call Not Gwen. Oh, <laughs> I also yeah, call I not Gwen. Go. I think I'll read Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, no, I'll, I'll read Gwen and I'll just be the worst the whole time. Okay. <laughs> yes, please. I got that, you guys, I got that. Wait, 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 let's gender swap it. Dome can be Gwen. <gasps> Yeah. No, I'm so not going to be yeah. Gwen. No, 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 okay, okay, that, that only leaves one person. Booking Monkey, you're Gwen. Done. <laughs> 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 look forward to that, everybody. Just look forward to that. Yes. Yes. It's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Has this gone on long enough now? Should we do more things, or... I mean, I don't know. It's been, like, 40 minutes or so of just us, like, babbling about Googling pervy things. Or is that just me? Yeah. <laughs> that's just you. No, that's just you. Um, I do want to mention, if we... Yeah. Um, my favorite book got a movie Go deal. This is really exciting. Ooh, your favorite. Um, okay, your favorite book seems to change every week, though. So, which favorite book would this be? It does, but this this is one. I think this is probably one of my two favorite books of last year. It's called Vicious by V. E. Schwab. Now, I feel like I need to and, disclaim that um, by saying first, changing your favorite book every week is in no way a bad thing. Okay. All right. Good. No, thank you. I, I appreciate your support in this um, in this matter. No problem. <laughs> um, but so Vicious um, is super gritty super villains fighting each other, 
basically. And it's amazing. And Victoria Schwab, the author, is like my favorite human being. She's really funny on the internet. And she's also like 26. And I'm like, how? How do you have your life so together? Like, what? what how are you real? Um, and so it just got um, the rights were acquired by some whatever companies but the main thing is one of those companies is Ridley Scott's company which would be interesting um, yeah well, I'm really excited about it so everyone should go out and read Vicious what? I think uh, we should find out stuff about that absolutely so uh, okay. get a link to the book so that people can uh, check out the book and uh, okay. that's your new job. I posted, Watching out yeah. for this movie. Oh. Yeah, cool. I posted the link to the news story in there. But um, but yes, yeah, vicious. Uh, the paperback actually is coming out uh, in February, I think. When her no, when is the paperback coming out? It's coming out in the next like month or so. Um, when her next book, uh, Darker Shit Magic, comes out, which is um about um like a bunch of alternative dimension in London and there's a pansexual prince and cross-dressing thief and alternate dimensions and it's going to be awesome. So read Vicious and then when Darker Shade of Magic comes out, read that too because it's going to be the best at the end. Well put and succinct, my dear. Thank you. Brianna, what's happening in the next couple of weeks on the show? Well... Next week, we're talking to Andy Arnott and Alex Cormick, who who are, are coming out with a new issue of I Play the Bad Guy. On the 31st, Griffin is coming back to talk about his webcomics, which are super funny. Um, on the 7th, Jim Dyer is going to be here, and he's going to talk about his grandfather's writings and his notable friends, his grandfather being C.M. Eddie Jr., and wait a minute, Cam, what was one of his notable friends? Well, let's see. Uh, let's see. That would be uh, some gentleman that wrote Cthulhu stories and, you know, um, another guy. Yeah. C.S. Lewis. Escape artist guy, Harry Houdini. Oh, yeah. yeah there totally. we go. C.S. Lewis. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they were scary. They were scary. Yeah. Wait, no, wait, wait. Really? Wasn't it, wasn't it um, some guy named, like, Tolkien or something? That would be the guy, be or, or Lovecraft. What? One of Charles? I'm, I'm feeling a Charles, <laughs> as long as we're going with them. Um, Maybe Edward? <laughs> on, on February 14th, Booking Monkey is going to reschedule that person, because I'm not going to be here. On the 21st, we're talking... What? It's Valentine's Day! Oh, oh, fine, it won't be fine, when we do right. it. Oh, that's right. Never mind. We're fine. We're gonna talk to Joe. We're gonna, we're gonna talk to Joe Schmalky. And on the twenty-first, Veronica Bailey. Is mine not giving me a heart attack? Here? Oh, but it's so funny. Your man boobs are a quiver. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's all I'm gonna say for now. I think we we have a long and varied guest list coming up. Just not tonight or last week. You know, as as it is. Um, and now I get to say that I need to loop this music before it shuts off, probably. 
don't I? I don't think I can. What a great idea. I don't think I can, so I'm just well, going to go fast. Um, Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Boston Comic Con, Granite Con, Rhode Island Comic Con, booksandbooze.com, and comicarthouse.com. Visit Comic Art House for the best deals and original art for dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music provided by Lawrence Made Me Cry. Check out more of their grooves on lawrencemademecry.com. Tonight's intro music kindly provided by Rob Watts. Find more of his creations at robwattsonline.com. Do... You know, the first time is always a little difficult, and we find it at the beginning of each year. Our first episode is kind of like walking on gravel barefoot. We never quite know what's going to happen. Except but I that it's going to be pervy. Exactly. <laughs> pervy, pervy pebbles, what can I tell you? Do not what? <laughs> <laughs> From the Revere Dying Vortex, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana. Welcome back, darling. Get some rest. I'm going to go IMDB that actress. <laughs> what was her name again? From her own personal galaxy quest, Sir Sarah, Lady Knight. Thank you, darling. Good to have you back. Thanks. Good to be, you know, not away. What? Words? Huh? Yeah, exactly. The words, words make well sounds, I hear. Yeah, I don't... What? what? Huh? Damn. Exactly. Cam, thanks for joining us tonight, my friend. Always good to have you here. Cam can really talk. I know. I I feel like we need to harass him a little more. Yes. Just one word for you. Boobs. Boobs. (laughs) Boobs. Share, Dan, and bless and share, Joe, and Thus do we refute entropy. Good night, everyone. I know.